You're listening to Catholic Faith on the Move podcast, a journey on the road to heaven. Today we're talking to some pilgrims who are on journey through Ireland, visiting shrines and holy sites, including the apparition of Mary at Knock. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle on us the fire of your love. We are here with um, John and Sue and uh, fellow pilgrims on our travels uh, over the past few weeks. And um, basically, I'd like to get your impressions on the difference between going on a pilgrimage and going on a vacation. So I'm assuming that you've gone on vacations that weren't pilgrimages, and now I know you've gone on at least two that I've been aware of, pilgrimages. Um, so what do you see as the difference between I'm going on vacation and I'm going on a pilgrimage? John, what do you think? Well, I think the, uh, the best part of it is, is the religious part. We're getting something out of it from a, from a faith standpoint. But usually when you go on vacation, you might go to Mass somewhere mm-hmm. on Sunday, but you're not doing something every day like we're doing here. Every day we're going to Mass here. Every day we're seeing a different church. Um, every day Father, we're doing something with Father. Um, a lot different than a regular vacation. Mm-hmm. Get a lot more out of it. Yeah. So what do you think? I think it's the daily Mass and the desire of the people that were with the other pilgrims to learn more about their faith and to feel immersed in their faith and to be with other Catholics. Mm-hmm. So that intention of uh, I'm choosing to go on a pilgrimage because I want to get something out of this trip versus you know, you know. So it's the intentional part of it that that kind of makes a difference for you, Sue. Yes, I believe so. I think that yeah. um, just really the desire to learn more about the faith, to feel uh, feel the presence of God in different uh, different churches and mm-hmm. in the people that we're with. Great. So. Um, as we've been traveling around in Ireland here, um, we've seen a lot of different places. Um, is there one that kind of jumps out as like the place for you? Um, or is there a special uh, feeling or something that you got at any one of the particular sites? I enjoyed the, uh, in, I think it was in Kinsale, St. John the Baptist Church. Oh yeah? It, it was parish. very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. It had the big picture, the big painting of Christ in the back wall on the cross. Yeah, uh, on the cross. Uh, that pair, that one, just there was something about it that, that felt really good when we were in there and we had mass. Mm-hmm. Now that one, we um, had the parish priest was celebrating with us on yes. that one, so that was a little bit different to yeah. have that situation. It so, was. and it was rather than I, I get what you're saying on that because there's something about it because to me it was like. You know, all the other masses, it was just us yeah. on this pilgrimage. So there it was actually, I mean, you felt more like a bigger part of the yeah. community because it wasn't just us. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. Nice feeling. Mm-hmm. It was nice, both of our priests there and, and their own pastor. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. What about you, Sue? Was there a high point? I think it was St. Kevin's because oh. um, I realized the significance of so many people giving up their lives in order to evangelize mm-hmm. others. Right. And to really make such great sacrifices. Mm-hmm. The monastic community. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's big. And, 
you know, the whole of Ireland with all the, the monasteries and, and that hermit life is not something that we can get our minds around too easily yeah. and to see yeah. how they lived and what they did with that and how the faith grew out of that. It's pretty amazing. It is. Pretty amazing. And it was interesting finding out more about the Catholic religion in, in Ireland and exactly what happened through the history of it. That right. Things that we really didn't know. Mm -hmm. Thought we did, but we really didn't know. That, that was interesting. Yeah. So when you when you decide to go on a pilgrimage versus a vacation, is there anything that you do preparation wise, like to you know we talked about the intentional part of going on a pilgrimage. Is there something that you do in advance of a pilgrimage? Is there anything that you know you might want to that you do in your planning or whatever to make it different than than just regular travel? There's something from a preparation perspective that happens? I don't know. I think I think Susan researches it. Wherever we go, she researches it a little more than I do. Mm -hmm. Knows a little bit more about it. Than, like this this pilgrimage, although it was part of her family heritage, she was more interested in it to, from that standpoint. So um, outside of that, I'm not sure that we really do. I think we just kind of, I think I look forward to, to where we're going and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So you want to let the... The spirit happen in the pilgrimage kind I think of so. flow into you. Yeah, I think like that. so. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you very much. Appreciate you joining. Well, thank You're you. Welcome, yes, so we're here with Father Dave Sizemore, who is our priest, who is leading this pilgrimage. And um, Father Dave, you've offered the opportunity to go on pilgrimage to your parishioners a few times. What is it about a pilgrimage that you think is so important that you want to offer that opportunity to your folks? Because we're all pilgrims. Mm -hmm. We're on a pilgrim way. And the pilgrimage that we're on is lifelong. Where we're going is heaven. So really this world is not our own. This world is not our, our home. And getting away for six days or ten days or fourteen days to a holy site gets us away from what we normally call our home and what is our own our family our friends our sometimes our language group our culture uh, our jobs uh, all of our gadgets and our everything and that gets us out of ourselves that's one thing that makes us realize okay um, this world really isn't our own. But then when you add that spiritual dimension to it, so you're visiting places of apparition, um, you're visiting the saints uh, where they walked and where they taught and where they lived and where they were martyred, um, where they witnessed to the faith. And you're going to Mass and you're praying the Rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet and so on. Doing all that sets your mind and your heart uh, towards heaven as you're doing this pilgrimage throughout a holy place over the course of several days then you really kind of uh, regear yourself or reorient your reorient yourself towards the life of heaven and hopefully then the idea is that when you come back to your home um, you're not as forgetful um, absent-minded about um, why we're in this world uh, this concentrated period of time really uh, can be a great aid to us to um, say to us 
um, my mind should above all be on the stuff of God, even as we're working and with our spouses and raising our kids and stuff, so that when we're working with our spouses and raising our kids and, and so on, our minds are not just about them or just about us, but about God, so that we can be godly spouses, godly parents, uh, godly people in this world who are uh, not in this world for ourselves, but for, but for something great. Sounds great. Um, now, as a pilgrim on this journey, um, you know, I appreciate the opportunity, and, and I think that focus and that, 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 you know, sights on heaven perspective is great for me as a parishioner, as a layperson. So as a priest, what, are you, what do you get out of a pilgrimage like this? Is it a similar thing, or is it something even different? It is a lot of work for a priest uh, to be on a pilgrimage, um, but I do get something out of it in that sense, that I put something in it. Okay. You know, a lot of times we hear Catholics say, I'm not getting anything out of my religion, um, out of my faith, um, out of the Mass, and so on. We've, we've all heard that before, that complaint. But I think people who are making those complaints often are the same people who are not putting anything in it, you know. And so by inserting myself in the pilgrimage where, yes, I'm, you know, doing the Mass, I'm taking the time to put together a homily, I'm reading a rosary and so on and so forth, I get something out of it because I'm putting something in it. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think it's much different than for a person who's on a pilgrimage, who's not leading it, because they're putting something into it. They're um, working hard uh, most days of their life. They're saving up over a year or sometimes more than that in order to be able to afford a pilgrimage, right. you know, because it costs a plane That's ticket awesome. and, uh, you know, and the tour guides and the food and the hotels and so forth. Let alone getting up early every morning. <laughs> and, yeah, right. all of that. Uh, they get so much more out of it when they have put something into it. Right. Their money, uh, their, their, their labor, um, the struggle of their body um, when they're uh, going all day long and they're tired and they're only getting five or six or less hours of, uh, of sleep. Uh, the adjustment uh, of time uh, coming from, you know, five hours away to five hours here and now and having your sleep cycle interrupted. All of those are, are us making sacrifices, us putting, uh, giving away ourselves. And when we do that, we get so much more in return. It's when we give little that we get little. Get little. Yeah. Very well said. Now, um, we're nearing the end of our journey, our pilgrimage, and we've seen some amazing places. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, I think I might know the answer, but I'm just going to reserve. Mm-hmm. So of the sites we've seen so far in Ireland, of the pilgrim places that we've gone to, mm-hmm. what would be the, the top of your list? Hmm. I have a couple, actually. Okay. Um, that would be typical priestliness. Right yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> um, obviously, one of them is Knock, you know, because th- this particular pilgrimage in Ireland was really all centered around Our Lady and a visitation to uh, a site where she appeared in the uh, 1879. Right. So, being able to say Mass, I was here before I became a priest, uh, a year or so before I became a priest, but I wasn't able to say Mass, obviously. 
So to be able to say a, a mass at the site, right at the site, you know, uh, uh, at the back of the church against the wall where Mary and John the Evangelist and Joseph appeared really was something uh, special for me. That's the first thing. Um, going uh, to some place that I didn't expect we would go, uh, but because we had a little bit of time and it was along the way and we had that discussion, um, we stopped at uh, St. Bridget's Well. Mm -hmm. um, that meant a great deal to me because my first assignment as a priest, and I've loved all my assignments, so I love my first assignment, um, was St. Bridget of Kildare in, in Dublin, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, it was there that I grew a devotion to St. Bridget, and so to be able to stop at um, a place uh, where, you know, by a miraculous event, event a well sprung up and healings have resulted and so forth, um, enabled me to, to ask her to uh, pray for me and with me to continue to try to be a good priest, and wherever the Lord leads me in my next assignment, um, that um, it be a place where I'm needed. And so I, I, I asked in a special way for her intercession. Fantastic. Thanks very much for uh, joining us. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Check out our blog and other information, including links to our Facebook and Twitter pages at our website, CatholicFaithOnTheMove.com, or send us an email at CatholicFaithOnTheMove at gmail.com. So we're, we're here with some pilgrims on our Ireland pilgrimage, and we're talking about why people go on pilgrimages and what made people decide to to go on it and what they get out of a pilgrimage. So, um, Kenny, why did you decide to go? Now, you've traveled before over the world, but now this is a little bit different since it's a pilgrimage. Have you been on pilgrimage before, or is this your first pilgrimage this, type of a This uh, would probably be the second pilgrimage second. I've been on. The first one was to Rome, Assisi, and Magigori. Okay. And that, that was very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like this one here because uh, of the country we're in. We're in Ireland. And in Ireland, I think that uh, it's almost like the heart of spirituality. It's, it's the heart of Christianity, mm -hmm. I think, as it is. I never realized that it went back so far. I, I thought like 1,500. But no, it goes back to six. Yeah, six, 400. St. Patrick, yeah. 400 four yeah. or something, yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, and so what do you, you know, we've seen some, you know, some pretty cool sites, you know, the Rock of Cascia where Patrick baptized a pagan king, and um, we saw where the hermits kind of started with St. Kevin's. Is there something that struck you on this pilgrimage that's, you know, besides the, the going back so far, is there something else that kind of has stuck out for you in this in this trip? Cascia. That Cascia. was yesterday's trip, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that big uh, building, the cathedral, was, was right. it a cathedral? Sure. Mm -hmm. It was so huge, and it's in ruins right now. But at one time, it was it was as elaborate as Cary is. I mean, the Church of Cary. It had stained glass in the windows, mm -hmm. and it's it's been trashed. Yeah. yeah it's that amazing dirty, that the engineer... By that dirty dog Cromwell. <laughs> dirty dog Cromwell. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Marilyn, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> I would say that um, uh, the Mass each day in, in the different churches is, is what I have enjoyed so much. And um, 
just to see that how many Catholic churches that, or no matter, I guess one of the things is that um, they've always told us no matter where we go in the world, our Catholic Mass is going to be the same. You're not going to, it's not going to be varied or anything. It's all, the, it's the same. And right. that's what makes me, you know, so proud to be a Catholic because we can go anywhere in the whole world and we can be Catholic. Universal Church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really that's really mm -hmm. exciting. And I think um, seeing some of the churches we were at, especially in Dublin, you know, some of those were in pretty poor sections of town when they were yeah. built, and yet, right, we'd walk into those, and those are magnificent churches mm -hmm. and, and glorious to see. Was yeah. there one that stuck out in your mind? Which one? Yeah, uh, the one that we went to. Uh, uh, I think it was the first one, that little one. You the went University just, Church there. Uh, yeah, it's just that little entrance, and you walk in there and. Right, it was it was like totally unassuming. It was like yeah, you know, there's a little doorway. Yeah, yeah, you just a little thought doorway you were just going to go into a like a you know one pew there for every you know to go in, and it was it, that was really cool. Well, I liked that. That's one the one that uh, Cardinal John Henry Newman founded, right, when he was over here in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really a nice church. Yeah. Really nice yeah. church. <clears throat> and I guess the I like it uh, because um, everybody um, just the faith, you know, that you. Uh, that we can go on and especially you know the spirituality that you can have on a trip like this mm -hmm. john what about you what do you get out of the pilgrimage this is not your first pilgrimage right no it's not is there anything you when you decide to go on a pilgrimage is there anything you set up expectation wise or do you like to be a blank slate when you go on a pilgrimage since i was so busy before this pilgrimage i usually like to read up on it. Mm -hmm. I didn't this time and um, probably wish I would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is kind of nice to like kind of prepare in advance a little bit um, as far as where you're going. So uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that a little bit more probably. Barb, what about you when you go on a pilgrimage? Is there an expectation you set in your mind or is there just you just want to let the spirit move over you? Or I uh, I just I know I'm going to enjoy it because, like Marilyn was saying, I love our Catholic faith and um, how blessed we are to have the Mass, to pray the Rosary on the bus, um, just being with people that are of one, and I just. I love looking at all the churches and <clears throat> just seeing, like, uh, with our priests, too, how they, when they celebrate the Mass, I just look forward to them. To the Mass, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think after coming over here and hearing all the history that went on mm -hmm. here in Ireland and seeing how the faith was actually taken away from them, and they was they was murdered for their faith mm -hmm. and they had to work to get it back hidden in the united states i think that we are so fortunate yet to be able to celebrate our faith the way we do we are free to pray before meals and really people respect us for doing things mm -hmm. like that more so than we realize right and so that's what i think we ought to really appreciate is we still have the freedom to express our faith right and I, and based on some of the homilies we've heard over here just that simple act of if you're out in a restaurant and saying grace before you eat 
is a way to take the faith out to the world and make sure that it's, you know, that you're seeing the faith out in the world and it's just not this society thing that, you know, yeah. is secular and has no faith at all, no religion at all. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage to say that prayer in public, yeah. in front of people. Sure. No matter what, to make that simple sign of the cross. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your input. Thank you for being on the show. So we're here with um, Fiona, and she is our guide here in Ireland on our pilgrimage. And I thought I'd sit down with her and ask a couple of questions about what it's like for a guide um, to be on a pilgrimage tour. Um, and is there something special that happens to you on a pilgrimage tour versus maybe perhaps not a pilgrimage tour? So is there is there something more significant when it's a pilgrimage tour in, in your preparation or in your um, efforts and, and what you get out of the out of the tour? Okay, so the preparation for a pilgrimage tour, the main emphasis is on the pilgrimage visits to the particular sites that are requested and the mass times. So once the, these are the priority on a pilgrimage tour, maybe on a, an alternative type tour, it could be a cookery demonstration or it could be an activity in a different way. And I opt to select pilgrimage tours because I myself get a fulfillment out of seeing other people understanding the way of our pilgrimages here in Ireland because we feel they're a bit different mm -hmm. plus we're the country of monastic sites and Christianity started with us here under St. Patrick in 432 432 <laughs> that 30 is very important. important so 432 so linking it all together and bringing it to the current way and I probably witnessing myself in on this particular pilgrimage we have young people so traditionally, pilgrimage tours would be an average age of 60. Right. Okay. And I find on this one, I'm impressed that we have possibly pilgrims in their 30s, mm -hmm. which is looking very bright for the future of the Catholic pilgrimage sure. tours. So for that reason, I'm enjoying it that there's, I, well, I enjoy all my tours. Yes. Right. But, but for this one, I, I understand pilgrimage tours to be more understanding of anything. If it goes wrong, they're more understanding to each other. Mm -hmm. it, like. For instance, we have to get to the doctor today, right. and nobody complains. Why are we leaving early to be at a doctor? Why couldn't you do that in your own time? And that could happen in a different type of a tour. Okay. Because on another tour, everybody, they're all in twos or ones, you know, or smaller groups. Whereas this is one group from one parish. parish. So for me, I like that, because they come united before we ever start the Right, so there's more of a communal, communal aspect yeah. on a pilgrimage tour. Yeah. So you've done um, lots of pilgrimage tours, not only in Ireland, yeah. as you said. But, uh, the shrines of France yeah. and Italy. And so let's look at Ireland. So I know where we've gone on our tour, and, but you don't have to limit for that. But are there particular places on a pilgrimage tour that you um, prefer to go to from a personal aspect that just bring more of a, a spiritual aspect to you um, when you're able to visit that? Well, I suppose my favorite on most of the pilgrimage tours would be the Knock Shrine. Sure. For me, part of the Knock Shrine is very special. The apparition part. Mm -hmm. Okay, basilicas and shops and all of that, you get that as well in Lourdes and you get that and that has to be the commercial side. But for me, when I go to Knock, personally, mm -hmm. it's special. Yeah. And for me, I suppose I can relate that to the guests who are coming here. They don't understand what it Knock Shrine is, the Marian Shrine. Mm -hmm. But once it's explained, and I would feel today people got 
all different things out of knock. You know, the holy water is right. special, or buying the plastic bottles, that's all fun part of it. Right. But I think once they understand there's a bit of a wall there that a lady appeared on, and to me that is the only part of the whole shrine that's meaningful to me. Right. The old parish church and that piece of the wall. That's the because that's the real. That's yeah. where the apparition I was. I get so goosebumps where, when I'm there. Yeah. By that wall, I don't know how other people felt today. I didn't ask them. I think it's very personal. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't mind sharing that personal side of yeah. the story. People in Ireland think I'm weird because, what you love doing, pilgrimage tours. Mm -hmm. But I like the knock. You know, everything else links. Glendalough. You know, we're going to Clamacnoise tomorrow. Saint Karen. These saints, it's nice to share with people because they haven't really heard of them. Now, let me ask you a question from, um, okay, so uh, Ireland is a country that's devoted to Our Lady because um, we see evidence of that just driving around the countryside with grottos everywhere and all that um, and, sh and just personal shrines. Um, is that something that started after Knock or was that there prior to Knock? Or do you know, I mean, okay, so the public shrines will be after Knock. It was okay. the special year, 1954, okay, declared so Marian year, okay. right? So they came from there. But every house would have said the rosary, traditionally every Catholic house. Mm -hmm. And they would have all had a statue of Our Lady and the Sacred Heart would always have a place in the Irish homes. Right. So it would be the Sacred Heart and Our Lady. And every house would have a photograph of Our Lady, you know, and maybe the President of Ireland might be next to him and the Pope would be next to him because we get the papal blessing. But traditionally, houses would have had Our Lady, okay. you know, and it, it's still very much part of our life, yeah. part of Our Lady. I think this is what distinguishes us between the Catholic religion in Ireland and the Protestant religion in Ireland, that Our Lady figure. Okay. Because that's she doesn't defining. appear in the, that's, that's right. probably, that is the difference, I think, mm -hmm. from what my understanding of it is, is Our Lady. But people have the shrines all over the place, and then we went through in Ireland in the 1980s that we had the moving statues. So people were seeing Our Lady moving in some of the statues, and that bought its own way of pilgrimage. There weren't apparitions, but they were called the moving statues. So we've had a few of them. Okay. One just outside Kinsale, mm -hmm. where you've been, and Ballinasbitten, and that brought it a different type of pilgrimage. Irish pilgrimage again to right. see the moving statues. Maybe some just curiosity, right? But great fondness now for Our Lady. May now, is, as I said, is a very special month in Ireland, mm -hmm. and all the communicants, all the children that will receive communion, they'll all be in processions in their parishes, their localities, in their schools, and they get to wear their communion dress, mm -hmm. and they'll throw petals, and they'll have the adoration to Our Lady. They'll carry Our Lady. In procession. Yeah, in a procession, up on a little platform up on the shoulders of some of the men. And, and they do that in Knock too. You see, Knock probably oh, yeah. isn't in bloom yet. Yeah. You know, we had your general... Now at the weekend, they will have processions there. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so for me, just... I mean, I love all aspects of it, and different churches. Mm -hmm. But I suppose it's where you get your most meaningful part of the trip, mm -hmm. was Knock. Okay. You know, I don't know, how did you feel about Knock? I love Knock. I've been there before, and uh, it's. I think that being able, like you, to being able to touch the wall, because for me, it's the real. I like the real spiritual. It's nice, you like you said. It's nice to go across the street and buy a plastic bottle and fill it up with holy water and break it home so you, you have it. But that you're not there to buy a gift card. You're not there to buy a rosary, a plastic rosary, or whatever. You're there to draw closer to our Lord through His Mother, and that's what you're there for.
Yeah, so. and I mean, you know, I would have got masses said today and I would have had to light candles, to, not have to, but people would have requested and gave me money to light candles. Mm -hmm. But I could, I light a candle every day in my own house in front of a picture of Our Lady, so mm -hmm. I don't have to go to knock to do that. Yeah. But I suppose people get that special healing if you mm -hmm. say you lit a candle or bought a mass card. Thank you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We'll see you on the road.